1: What's going on, everyone? Frank Janish here. This is The Cheat Sheet, and as you can tell by the title, I'm doing a mock draft for the very first schmodown draft. It's going to kick off Season 7. It's a huge, huge deal for Season 7, as we've never done anything like this, and I've been really excited since the announcement of the draft that we're going to kind of mix it up somewhat like anarchy. And we're going to have a whole draft. It's going to be on the same day as the awards, uh, January 11th at the Comedy Store. So if you don't have your tickets, go to schmodonlive.com. get your tickets there. I think you can actually go to the Comedy Store's website and get tickets there. Uh, but also, speaking of the draft and what I use to kind of compile my info and how I would rank players and then how I would, how I used that to make my own mock draft, you can go to schwenonlive.com. There's a whole stats segment called Draft HQ. It's under the stats drop menu. You can go there, and uh, you can see all the stats, the records, uh, accuracy rates, and all that stuff right there. So if you want to make your own uh, template for a mock draft, you have all the information there. If you want to use it, go ahead. It's a lot of fun. Uh, That's what I used uh, it's not an exact science, of course. It's really a record of what has happened. It can't predict what will happen because that's the thing about the shutdown. It's very unpredictable, and I think this this draft could be very unpredictable. There's been uh, I've seen some mock drafts already out there, and it seems like uh, c- certain certain managers are going to pick you know teams that they've already had, like Roxy will go with the odd couple, Sam Levine will take the family, and so on and so forth, so things like that, and I looked at this draft, and I said, if there's one wrench that's going to be thrown into this thing, something's not going to go according to plan, because that never happens in the Schmodown, almost rarely, very rarely does everything go go according to plan, right, so uh, there was one thing that I wanted to do and see how it would shift around uh, predictions. And, and like the thought process once this wrench is thrown in there, and I think it's a realistic possibility. And I'll get to that with uh, the mock draft and all of that. So I know uh, you guys are in the chat. That's great. So if you have any questions uh, about the draft, I'll try and take a look at them after the round, uh, after the mock mock round one. I'll take a look at them and see if I can answer any questions. And also, I'm going to explain my thought process and all of that. So. Without further ado, I'm just going to launch right into uh, the first uh, round here. And again, the to start off, managers will be picking in this order. This is a snake draft, but they will start in this order. Sam Levine, number one. Jay Washington, number two. Roxy Stryer, number three. Koi Jandrew at number four. You have Kaiser at five. Tom Dagnino at six. Shannon Barney at seven. Winston Marshall at number eight, Emma Fife at number nine, and then the guy who, who set it all off—the nuke, Robert Meyer Burnett, he will pick number ten, and we'll get into why that's not exactly the worst position to be in in this type of draft. So here we go. I'm gonna give you my uh, first uh, my first round here. You see, I got Sam Levine taking Shazam, Jay Washington taking Corruption. Roxy Stryer will take the odd couple. Koi with Paul Yama. Kaiser and Dagnino are locked in already with their champions. Shannon Barney I got taken. Looney Bin. Winston Marshall will take the family. Emma Fife with Mara Kanabik. And Robert Meyer Burnett taking uh, Paul Preston as his 10th pick. Now, I'm going to talk about why I have them taking certain players. and uh, So, why do I have Sam Levine taking... Shazam. It, everyone's been saying Sam will take Drew McWeeny. They were old teammates, above the line, all of that. I get it. I do. But Shazam, to me, is a stronger team. William Bibiani and Brendan Meyer, as a team, will be vying for a team title this coming season. No doubt about it. William Bibiani is going to contend for a singles title. No doubt about it. Brendan Meyer, the kid, I think can seriously contend for it with Andrew Guy. He's not going to be necessarily vying for titles. And that's okay. But I think Andrew Guy, if he does participate in singles, I'm not sure if he will. But if he does, it's best that he would probably get matchups on the lower end of ranked players as opposed to competing in the top 10, top 7 type of players. I think those are very tough matchups for him. So... You could make it advantageous for you if you pick the family, uh, like I do for Winston Marshall there, down at number 8. It's kind of crazy to think that that the family would drop. But, and here's why, Jay Washington, I have him taking Corruption. Now people will say, well, he had Time Machine with Ethan and Janine. That's a great team, promising future, I think, and I think a lot of people would agree. Um, they played really, really well against the Looney Bin, and just one of those matches that didn't work out for them. But Jay Washington seems like the type of guy who would like to throw a wrench in everyone's plans. He just seems that type of way, doesn't he? I mean, his team name is Villains and Heroes. And Villains comes before Heroes in his team name. So there's going to be some nefarious actions on his part, I think. And this would be the start of it right here with taking corruption because that's going to disrupt... Certainly, Shannon Barney's plans and Mike Kalinowski's plans to stay together for the for the 2020 season. In doing so, now that makes someone like Koi Jandrew ponder whether or not to take the family or somebody else. Now, obviously, I see I have Oyama going to Koi, but with Jay Washington taking Corruption, now he's also in a position to, if he likes something that, that Shannon has drafted, he can go... And, and say, look, you got this, this, and this, I'll take that, and I'll give you corruption. So he can be in a very powerful position in terms of what he's able to, to to rip off of Shannon, if you will. And I think it's a very interesting thing, and I really thought about, jumping ahead down to Shannon, I really thought about, what if she did take Time Machine? It I didn't really think it made that much sense for her to take something that Jay wants, because then for certain you're gonna get, he would get that back and more. This way, if she didn't take time machine and she picked up somebody else like Looney Bin, um, who can be split up. If you're not familiar with that, I can talk about that. But Jay Washington, you know, can certainly take a lot from Shannon, but Shannon doesn't also necessarily want to play into his. Uh, his plans there by if she drafted Time Machine, okay, he'll take that, and then he's going to take like two more picks or another player in a pick or something like that. Gives him a little bit too much power. So this way, by not taking Time Machine, you know, he if he really wanted Ethan and Janine, then he's going to have to make a couple more deals, one with her, and then somebody else to get Time Machine if he wanted them that badly, if that was a plan to his. So that's why I didn't have Shannon take Time Machine here, just kind of a little bit of a loose strategy, if you will. Um, but – Roxy is still taking the odd couple. I think it's. I think there's really no way around that. I mean, uh, it seems like a pretty clear cut done deal. That that's probably going to happen. I'm pretty confident in that one. Uh, then I have Paulo Yama going to Koi Jandrew, and I think this would be a, a good move because as we get into the second round, he's everybody else. Look at that list who has taken uh, a duo. Ahead of him would be, uh, well, you don't have to worry about da- Tom Dagnino. Uh, if Shannon Barney's taking the Looney bin, that's Tom and Drew. She's not picking to the third round now. Uh, the family with Winston Marshall, takes both of them. He's not picking to the third round, so he doesn't got to worry about them. And then, okay, so Mark Hanopic and Paul Preston. So he's got about three people ahead of him uh, in that second round. So things will fall a little bit more quickly to him to partner up someone like Paul. Paul to partner someone up for Paulo Yamba. so that's why I got him taken a single player because Kaiser and Dagnino they're already locked in with their champions. Seven with Looney Bin. Tom has so much upside. It's he looks scary good, and Video Drew has a way of kind of corraling him or getting him on the on the right uh, path to to a victory of sorts. So, and I also think. Like no one's gonna break up the Looney Bin. If they, if someone decided to break up the Looney Bin, that's that's kind of like suicide in the Schmodown in terms of your fan base. Like they're gonna turn on you. So Winston Marshall, I think it's wise for him to take the family. He's a fairly inexperienced player and manager, but taking someone like Drew McQueenie and Andrew Guy gives you so much experience, so much to lean on. Uh, there's championship pedigree there for him to lean on that it would be wise at that point to take the family. Now, Shannon Barney could take the family, but there's that whole Andrew Guy thing. And uh, it's interesting. Those could flip in this scenario. They certainly could flip. But I like Shannon Barney taking the loony bin and Winston Marshall taking the family. Now, I have Mara Kanopic being taken at number nine by of five. Why is that? First off, Mark and Opic is playing in a title match. She wins that that's a that's a handful of points right there. Now I don't know the exact point system as of right now, but you got to imagine, you know, a title match when you get bonus points for that and just winning the match alone. So you're going to get a handful of points if she can defeat Kevin Smets in New York to kick off the year. That's a handful of points. Now, also, because this is a snake draft, it's not like alma has got to wait another 10 10 picks to pick again. She's got to wait. Uh, let's see here. Two more picks. You got Robert Meyer Burnett is going to go back to back, and then it's her turn again. So she can afford to take a single player here in round one and then double up in round two to get her pretty solid until she can pick again in round four. I think if you're on the back, you know, the back three here, the blower three, eight, 9, and ten, you might want to consider taking single player because you're going to pick pretty quickly in the next round you don't got to wait a whole round again so that's why I also have Paul Preston going to Robert Meyer Burnett he takes a single and then if we can get into uh round two here um you'll see that I'm gonna have Robert Meyer Burnett and I'm a five and and what they do based on this round one uh all right I'm gonna look in the chat here and see what you guys are saying if you agree disagree um let me just kind of roll in here let me see uh jenna james says koi may take mara yeah that's interesting um he could i mean he, obviously he's you know he does heroes for collider he's in that geek world comic books and all of that so it's certainly i think he would like to definitely contend heavily in the inner geekdom division i think he could uh, he could give uh, a lot of great insight and tips and knowledge in terms of of what inner geekdom is i mean he's owned up that he's not good at the game but i think it's clear he certainly knows his stuff and can lend his knowledge to whoever it may be even Amara Kanopic, who is also obviously very knowledgeable but you know it's good i think to if he were to take mark they could obviously gel pretty well and be on the same level in terms of inner geekdom so i think you're not far off but man at number four i think There's some powerhouses. I mean, Paul Yama can play in singles and in teams. Mara, as far as we know, is just going to be relegated to Intergeekdom. So, it's a bit of a stretch given the position that he is in in the draft order. All right. uh, Let's see here. Uh, Let's see here. Uh, Tim Sim, in short, a big boon for five right from the start. Uh, yeah, I think so. Uh, Rob McDonald, Mara is an unknown. She hasn't played in over a year. Mara could lose to Smets. It's very possible. Never get another title opportunity this season. I don't know about that. I think it's quite plausible if Mara were to lose the first match of the year. She could crawl her way back to a title match. I mean, I don't know if we're going to have a tournament this year for Intergeekdom, but certainly in, from January until December, she can certainly crawl her way back to a title match. I would think that way. Uh, and then Dave uh, Trinnell says, I can't see Jay not taking Time Machine. It seems like he's ride or die with the machine. Uh, certainly it seems like that, but I think also things just haven't been rolling for a Time Machine and, and Jay Washington as, as a faction. And, you know, all the people have talked about, Maybe a change of scenery for both these players, uh, for everyone involved, would would uh, be good for everyone. So that's why, and also I think taking corruption is a, is a smart strategic move. And, and Jay's never really been in a position to have top tier talent. And besides, Ethan, I mean, for a while he didn't. But he, that's you know, and obviously, Time Machine just kind of came into its own. But things that might do something like that, because I think he he could certainly. All right, uh, let's get into round two here, and again, remember, this is a snake draft, so Robert Meyer Burnett is going to be uh, going number one, Emma Five will be at number two, Marshall three, Shannon at four, so on and so forth, you see there on the screen. So yes, I have um, Robert Meyer Burnett taking the time machine. He's going to take both, both Ethan and Janine, so now... That'll cover his round two and round three. He's got to wait till round four to go. Emma 5, I have her taking a duo in Crimson Fury. uh, Obviously with Grace Hancock as an advisor there, the Crimson Fury connection works and it makes sense given the turn that Emma is making as well. Marshall, again, uh, Winston Marshall because he took the family that occupies his, his slot there in the second round. Same thing for Shannon Barney with Looney Bin. Tom Dagnino, Again, he's just sitting there waiting because he has founding fathers and who's the boss and all that. Uh, Kaiser, I'm picking him, uh, to take the Paddington 2. Koi Jandrew is going to pick up Lon Harris. They're at number 7. And then Roxy Stryer, Jay Washington, Jay Washington, and Sam Levine, they are all just, uh, going to not pick here because they already picked a duo. So, uh, you see there that, uh, here we go. Robert Meyer Burnett taking Time Machine, uh, I think he needs to take a duo right there. He can afford to take a single player at number ten, right? Because because if he took a duo at number ten, things got to wait till round three, uh, where and then he's only then he still only has two people or three people. But in that third pick, a lot of the talents to be taken up in round two. So it's best that he takes takes a single player uh, at number ten, like he does with Paul Presson, and then he follows that up with. Ethan Irwin, and Janine the Machine as Time Machine. Now, the other ca- the other thing that could happen here is because you have the option, I'm not clear on this, but let's throw this out there. Time Machine is a semi-protected team, which means they are ranked between 6 and 10. Now, it's a semi-protected team. Robert Meyer he says, I want to take Ethan Irwin. Then he'll be asked, do you also want to take Janine the Machine? If you opt to take Janine, then you will lose your third third round pick. She will count as your third round pick, rather. If he says yes, then he automatically gets her. If he says no, then he still has his third round pick. Now, what I'm not sure about is if he says yes, does that mean Time Machine cannot be split up? Because let's say he takes Time Machine, takes Janine, right, with Ethan Irwin, and then the season starts and he goes, actually, I'm going to split up Time Machine I'm gonna put Ethan Irwin and Paul Press together. I'm gonna put Paul Press and Jeanine together. What if he wants to mix them around once they're on his team? I'm not sure if that's allowed, but that is something that's in my mind that could be a possibility. I don't know. Uh, I just saw that Brandon Hanna is now in the chat, so there you go. All right, number two, Crips and Fury. Tim Franco and Stacey Howard. Tim Franco, I think, is is really really good. He's just getting started. uh, Last year, I thought he had some really great games. Obviously, getting some perfect rounds. Um, just knows his stuff. Obviously a big bond guy, so that's so that's nice. Uh taking Crimson Fury there again will take up this pick in round two and round three because like I said same thing with Robert Meyer Burnett. If you if you take a team at number nine, then you're not going to round three and then again a lot of talent can be can be taken up during that time. It's a long wait now between you know, it's almost like 20 or almost 18 19 picks that they gotta wait now that's a lot of people and the talent pool it was gonna dry up pretty quickly during that time so you take a duo here and you're good to good you' good until the fourth round so I like that strategy whoever they take though I would I would implore take a singles player uh, at nine at 10 maybe even eight. And then once you come back into the second round, that's when you try and pick up your duo if, you, if they're still available at picks one, two, and three in the second round. That's just my take on it. Uh, Winston Marshall, uh, blah, blah, blah. Let's see here. Paddington, Two. John Kaiser taking Paddington, too. Alonzo Duralde and Matt Achety I mean, look, they beat the family. Everyone knows that now, right? Uh, people have known that. And with a good um, manager by their side like Kaiser, you know, there's no way in hell Kaiser would ever let Matt Atchity challenge a win. That's just not going to happen. And I think that would go for almost any manager, but especially Kaiser. And that's extremely well in the tournament. Um, and so to pick them up as a duo at this spot, because you have your champ, Kevin Smets, you got to pick up a duo here um, just to kind of get keep pace with everybody else who's maybe picked up a singles or already a, a strong top-five team that's been picked already. So I like that uh, Matt Ashton and, Al- and Alonzo Doralde perhaps uh, partaking in singles competition as well. I would like to see Alonzo Duralde play a singles match. Uh, Matt Ashton has before. He actually played Tim Franco right and He got TKO'd, but that's how good Tim Franco is. But Matt Ashton, can still beat a lot of players heads up in this league, especially because they're not ranked. So they're not going to start at the top. They're going to play 18, 19, 17th ranked players. And I think they're going to come out on top and that's going to build you some points, two, three, two, three wins, four wins between them. Then they get a couple more wins as a team. Maybe they go on a good run in the tournament again next year. I mean, they can offer you a lot of points, those two guys, along with perhaps a really deep run with Kevin Smith in terms of defending the title. Uh, that could be a great one, two, three punch there that they have in the dungeon. So that's why I like Kaiser taking Paddington 2 at number 6, round 2. And then, obviously, that would take up his round 3 pick. Uh, Koi Jandrew taking Lon Harris. If you pair up Lon Harris with Paul Oyama, that's a scary team. Paul Oyama uh, is a student of the game. Lon Harris is a student of film. You put those two things together, I think great things are going to happen. And... I think also that takes a lot of pressure off of Koi. So because you have someone like Paulo Oyama, who knows the game so well, he can also work with Koi in terms of we could be doing these types of things, and that would really help Koi, I think, as a manager, and especially as the year goes on. Uh Koi strikes me as someone who's very passionate about anything that they do, and I firmly believe he will be about the showdown and managing as well. But you give someone like uh, Paul Yama, who knows the ropes, who knows the ins and outs of this game, and then you paired him with Lon Harris. I really love that matchup, if if, if you can make that work. And with this kind of scenario, Koi could do it, and I just think that's a really, really scary team. Uh, again, now Roxy Stryer, Jay Washington, and Sam Levine, they have their... They're power team, Odd couple, corruption and Shazam. It'd be interesting here if at this point, given the position Jay is in, if he were to try and trade corruption and and see what he could get out of it. Would it be interesting. I don't know. There's gonna be, there's gotta be some sort of uh backstage deals going on, a lot of texting and calling, you know, the old you know, the NFL NFL draft war room kind of thing going on there. So it would be interesting to see if that move is implemented, what Jay would do during the draft, or would would he wait after the draft, after kind of this strategic drafting choice in the first round? I don't know. All right, let's go take a look in the chat, see if you guys are agreeing with me. Uh, yeah, like I said, Brandon Hand is in here. I see Tim Franco. Uh, let's see here. Uh, let's see. Uh, let's see. Okay, you guys are uh, – all right, uh it's been 84 years since I did that. Frank, like, I assume you're talking, talking about playing mad at 80 it seemed like a long time. Um, Andrew, uh, Oh, Andrew Demolata is in here. Cool. Uh, going to, uh, the Finstock exchange says Samuel Tizer. Yep. Okay. Um, all right, well let's go on and, and move to, let's see here. Yeah, we're going to round three here. This one, uh, this one's interesting. This one's gonna be fun to see here. Uh, because Sam Levine now is back at the number one slot, and I got him taking Brandon Hannah, Jay Washington taking Chandrudan Dipani, Roxy Stryer. I got her taking Liz Shannon Miller, Coy Jandrew. He's gonna pick Alex Damon, the Star Wars champ, and then Kaiser is, is his pick here is still with Paddington too because he took them in the previous round. Dagnino still waiting. Shannon Barney. She's gonna take Robert Parker. It's a desperation move. And I think this would be the spot, this would be the player that she could offer up to Jay Washington in terms of a trade deal if that were to happen. That's why I only have him right there. He's a rookie. Uh, but I have Winston Marshall taking Adam Lavick, and then Mo 5 and Robert Meyer Burnett. They're sitting still because they took a duo in the previous round. So, why, why oh why do I have Brandon Hanna going to Sam Levine? Personally, I think that matchup that Anna is out for blood, specifically against Chandru. If you just look at the Facebook groups, uh, the posts, and even on Twitter, uh, he's out for blood against Chandru. And I think Jay Washington taking Chandru at at number right, right after Brandon Hanna is another is another good move because look, yes, he's got Kalinowski. But he doesn't know if he's gonna, you know, uh, play ball with Jay Washington. So he's got to have an insurance policy. And Chandra Dandapani is a pretty solid insurance policy in terms of competing in the inner geekdom. Uh We heard Christian talk about it might be some time before we see Mike Kalinowski. So you're gonna need some insurance policy there. And Chandra is a is a is a decent um, enough player to. To supplement the absence of Mike Kalinowski, and that's why I got that happening. Plus, let's say Mike does decide to play ball. Well, now you got a nice, got a nice uh, valuable asset there in Chandru to kind of trade, if you will. Especially, um, you know, as the year, as the season goes on, you never know what's going to happen. Uh, especially if you do trade Corruption, if Jay did trade Corruption, he's still got an energetic player that he can rely on. So that's why I have that happening. Roxy Stryer taking Liz Shannon Miller. Now, I think a lot of people are gonna. Miss or forget Liz Shannon Miller, but she's a solid, solid player. And the the one thing that Roxy, you know, I also listened. When I was making this the mock draft, I was trying to remember, or I did remember what you know each manager's somewhat uh, like mission statement was there on stage. And Roxy seems like the perfect type of person to bring in someone like Liz Shannon Miller a little more. Um, soft-spoken, a little bit more, has a lower profile in the league. But Roxy Stryer is someone that I think can instill a lot of confidence in a player like Liz Shannon Miller, give her the boost. I think it's – we've seen players who have the knowledge but maybe aren't as confident being at that table in front of all those people, in front of those cameras. But I think Roxy Stryer is a strong champion for her players that she has and that she cares about, and I think that could go a long way in terms of unlocking the potential – that is inside Lynn Shannon Miller. I think you know she has some incredible pools this this past year. If you if you really look at her matches, and I think there's a deep well of knowledge in there. It's just about getting her comfortable enough. I think in that setting to recall those answers within the time allotted. And I think Roxy Stryer is such a great motivator and a great like I said a great champion a cheerleader for those that she's that she's tied to. I really like. That pairing, I don't know if it'll happen, but I think it would be great for Lishani Miller to get a manager like that. And look, there's only one Roxy Stryer, so I, you know, I think that's the best landing spot for her, to be honest. But we'll wait and see. Now, Coy Jandrew, I have him taking Alex Damon at uh, their number four, the Star Wars champion in round three. That's it is pretty high. I'll grant you that if that's your argument it's pretty high to take a star wars champion at at the third round but I think Coy being kind of you know the younger younger side of managing and just wants to be in the thick of it that's certainly you can do that three times a year with with alex Damon I mean I think he' he'll, he'll defend um I don't know if he's gonna play in Atlanta and I think you know they had talked about they're working that out so maybe but he's definitely probably gonna play a match. Um, uh, at Collision and then at Spectacular, and maybe maybe down in Anaheim for Star Wars Celebration. So you're looking at maybe three matches, or even if it's not at Celebration, maybe somewhere during the middle of the year. Who knows? But if you were to get at least two title defenses out of Alex Damon, I think that's a that's really good for a round three pick. And uh, I think it'd be wise if someone was in the kind of position that he was in. To seriously look at Alex Damon that high in the draft, um, it just depends how everything falls and, and what you take in the previous round. So it could be interesting. Uh, like I said, Kaiser is sitting there again because he took painting 2. Same thing with Agnino. Uh, Robert Parker going to Shannon Burney. Like I said, it's more of a desperation move in terms of trying to f- fill the gap that Mike would have taken up in terms of the inner geekdom spot. A lot of praise coming from Christian as of late about Robert Parker. So he can probably... Um, you know, kind of you know, uh what's what's the word I'm looking for here? Uh, you know, hold the tide, you know, until she makes a deal for for Kalinowski for corruption. He might be involved in that, you know. Uh Winston Marshall taking Adam Lavick. I think this is the round in which you're gonna see a lot of inner geekdom players go. I think once you hit round three because in terms of round one and round two, you'll probably have your, your team set up, you'll have at least two uh worthy singles players or at least one worthy singles player if they're part of a team uh like the family you know drew mcweeney can play in teams and singles Andrew guy could but he's been mostly playing in teams as of late so probably gonna stick to that but then you got to go after that other division that you can get points in that's intergeekdom and that's why i think mr marshall will look at the best available on the board and at this point i think it would be adam lavic so that's why i have him uh taking adam lavic there with the uh, number eight pick in the third round all right uh, I see Rachel Savastrini in here, uh, some call-to-action people. Oh, Janine's in there. How you guys doing? Jake Yakavetta, the legend. Uh, I really would like to look at what you guys are – if you guys are really just tearing me a new one here on this chat. But uh, Samuel Tager says, don't sleep on Brandon Hanna, Frank. I'm not. I'm not. I gave him a lot of praise right now. I mean, Sam Levine. He's, Sam Levine's going to draft him, okay? His first available pick – After he took Shazam. I mean, look at Sam Levine's team right now. William Bibiani, Brendan Meyer, and Brandon Hanna. That's pretty solid top three, if you ask me. So, um, uh, let's see here. All right, let's get into the next round here. And that's going to be round number four. And, again, snake draft. So Robert Meyer Burnett goes first. I have him taking Whitney Seibold. Emma Fife with Haley Fouch. Winston Marshall is going to do, is going to get a big cheer for this one by taking the Wildberries. Shannon Barney is going to take Rachel Silvestrini. Dagniel, again, still sitting there with his champion uh, at number five. John Kaiser, he's going to take Eric Zipper. Zipper's going home to the dungeon. It's going to work out after all. Uh, Koi Jandrew will be taking the Warfather. Yeah, I said the Warfather. Roxy Stryer with Emily Rose Jacobson. Uh Jay Washington will be taking Joseph Scrimshaw. And then Sam Levine will respond in kind by taking Ken Nabsock. That's right. Ken Nabsock. Uh, he's back. And uh, I would it's gonna be interesting to see. I just like the idea of Sam Levine and, and Ken Nabsock in the same in the same faction. But What do I got? Whitney Seibold going to Robert Meyer Burnett. It's, you know, once you get to this point in the draft, things are going to get real interesting in terms of who's going to take who. This is where it gets really, really unpredictable. But I think Whitney Seibold, you know, you're going to be looking to pair him up, pair him up with somebody. And when you look at who Robert Meyer Burnett has taken at this point, going into, you know, he has Paul Preston, Ethan Irwin, Janine, and now taking Whitney Seibold. If you paired up Whitney Seibold with Paul Preston, because he's going to keep Time Machine together, Whitney Seibold and Paul Preston seems like a pretty good, uh, a pretty strong duo, if you ask me. I mean, Whitney Seibold was part of Critically Acclaimed. They did challenge the Seibolds for a title match. You know, they were they tko were TKOing just about everybody they played. So he's been part, and he was part of that uh, in a team setting. If you get that with someone like Paul Preston, I do like that, that team, that team, do some damage and 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 really stick it to other teams uh, unexpectedly maybe even and I just like the personality the dynamics that we could see between Paul Preston and Whitney Seibold. um, I think that energy there would be weird but a lot of fun. Uh, Emma Fife, have her taking Haley Fouch. I just think in that setting, Haley Fouch. You know, we saw her in New York and it wasn't um, the easiest thing for her, but I think with with people like Grace Hancock and Emma Five uh, supporting her, they can help her take the next step in that kind of setting. And again, Emma has uh, has such a strong pedigree as a manager. She's been she's been in the schmodown really since late 2016, mid 2016. So she's seen um, everything there is to see. She's done everything there is to do. And I just think someone like that in Haley Foushee's corner can go a long way and help her take the next step. And you know. We'll see uh, if if uh, if that can happen, but I think Haley Fauch is someone to look out for uh, next year regardless. Uh, all right, Winston Marshall, yeah, I'm thinking the Wildberries. Again, swag, drip, drip. I just think Wildberries are a different type of swag uh, for sure, but I think that because in rounds five and six, I don't really know where you go from there, and we'll, and we'll get into we'll get into round five, um, but and, and you're going to start to see that there's a lot of unproven quantities after this round, so it's going to be really hard to 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 guess and and to predict what a player can do, especially the incoming rookies. Um, so that's why I do have Winston Marshall taking the Ball Bears here at four. Uh, Shannon Barry taking R- Rachel Silvestrini. I think they have a similar vibe. You just read. Uh, Shannon Barney's um, Facebook post, you know, and I think Rachel fits right in with that kind of groove that that Shannon and that vibe that Shannon has. I think that'll be a, a pretty good partnership there, and not to mention, uh, what's it here? We have. Uh, well, I'll get to who uh, Shannon's next round pick will be, and I, and it could be interesting pairing that person with Rachel Silvestrini. Uh And I think look, there's gonna be a reunion, a very happy reunion for. Eric Zipper and, and and Kaiser, he's going back to the dungeon. I think it's going to work out. A lot of people are going to, I think, also kind of forget about Zipper. He's also he can play in all three divisions, singles, teams, and intergeekdom. He's done it all. He has done it uh, to varying degrees of success for sure. But you know, and then he played in the Manager Bowl representing Kaiser. He played pretty well in there as well. So again, if if Zip were to dabble in intergeekdom on the lower end, I, same thing for singles. Uh, he can get you a point or two, and it's gonna be worth it for the fourth round pick. So I, I like that. Uh, like I like that the chances of Zipper still falling to Kaiser are pretty high. Um, all right, Koi Jandre taking Warfather. Why Warfather? I was going through the list and I was like, what makes sense for Koi here? What makes sense? He's got a Star Wars guy. He's got. Um, what else let me see here Let's, his list he's got already a strong team in Paul and and Lon Harris he needs an inner Geekdom guy and warfather why not i think his personality would fit with coy that would be a fun dynamic again once you get into the fourth round it's just it's it's getting pretty late fourth round it's pretty tough to find out who who's a proven player at this point there's you're looking at uh, a lot less matches for players like this so there's not a there hasn't been much time to see what they really are made of; just glimpses of what they could be. So, this is where it starts getting iffy. But I got—I just like the fact of Warfather teaming up with Koi John Drew, and then them cutting a promo before the match. I just—I just, I, I just w- really want to see that, and I think it makes sense. I think their energy, that vibe, would go well together. Uh, Roxy taking Emily Rose Jacobson again. I think for, Roxy is just—I have a lot of lot a lot of praise for Roxy as a manager in terms of. What she can do for the mental game of her players, and I think Emily Rose Jacobson can also benefit um, from Roxy's uh, leadership and and the way she just prepares players mentally. And I think uh, that could be a really good tandem. Jay Washington taking Joseph Scrimshaw. I think he's he's just he's going to be shifting uh, or fishing rather for a Star Wars player and he's going to pull one of these. Uh, maybe I should have picked Ken Napsack instead of Scrimshaw, but oh well. And Sam Levine gets uh, Napsack. I just like that. Just look at the group that Sam Levine could potentially put together. William Bibiani, Brendan Meyer, Brandon Hanna, Ken Napsack. Like, what is there not to love? Uh, that's that's really good stuff there. And so, um, and I think it makes sense. You know, Ken Napsack. I don't know if he's in play in... In Star Wars, you might get get a match in there, and you might pull up a win over someone like an Andrew Dimolato. Maybe he plays Laurie Kelly. Maybe he plays, um, you know, somebody else. Maybe Almali Damon plays a match. I don't know. Uh, or he could play Joseph Scrimshaw, and he could they, he could certainly beat him. So uh, we'll see. But again, when you get to these later rounds, you going to have to start pulling players that you you know that that you gotta take a you have to take a chance on them. So. With that said, we're going to get into the last round that I did a did a mock draft for, and that is round number five. And here we go. Snake draft again, so Sam Levine will go now number one. And I got him taking RB3. RB3. I mean, come on. Jay Washington taking David Del Rio, Roxy Stryer with Adam Witt from the movie, guys. Coy Jandrew taking Devon Stewart. Kaiser taking Andrew DiMolanta. Tom Dagnino, he's five. Uh, Tom Dagnino taking Jada Paramo I got Shannon Barney taking Mark Hoyk and I got Winston Marshall Winston Marshall sitting still there with taking the Wild Bears in previous round MO5 taking Molly Damon and Robert Meyer Burnett is going to take a shot on David Moore for some inner geekdom uh, points and, and look again like I said once we get into the later rounds here this is tough it's tough to figure out where people are going to go um, but RB three, I think he's gonna be around, right? Sam Levine, I think who doesn't like RB three? And I think you know it's been it's been a little bit since he's played, and it's I think it'd be great to see RB three play a match, and I think he could pick up a W for you if you, if if every pick that you have in this draft at one point they can pick up at least one win, one win, especially in the later rounds, five, six, you know, rounds four, five, and six that's 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 big because uh you're not those aren't guaranteed points and you can win those later rounds that could go a long way in putting you over the top yes Rachel i have you teaming up with mark hoig because it's just you know it's got to happen but here's the thing who knows what's going to happen in a trade scenario for shannon if she's going after corruption uh, what she could get back in return. Maybe she deals Mark Hoyk. I don't know. But, um, and yeah, Javier Nunez says Hoyk has the knowledge, just needs someone who knows the game. Rachel Silvestrini knows the game. Mark Hoyk has an immense knowledge. Rachel Silvestrini has some decent knowledge that she's demonstrated, especially with Kevin Smith, right? Uh, so, yeah, that's why I like that pairing because, sure, it's not like optimal, but we're getting towards the end here. And you know the top ten teams, I don't think are going to be split up. Uh, I think there's like a ninety percent chance they all stay together all the way through the top ten. But so that's that's how it um, you know that's how it is. Civil Street says, why do I keep uh, getting teamed up with guys who don't know how to play the game? Because you do know how to play the game. You can show them the ropes. You can take the leadership. Be the leader. Be the leader in that in that tandem and you know lead yourself to victory there, lead your teammate to victory. So, yeah, it is what it is. I don't. It's a mock draft. What do you, what do you want from me? Um, uh, J. Washington taking David Del Rio. We haven't really seen much of him since the early part of la, uh, this past year, but I think he has some really solid play. You know, some perfect. He had a perfect round, I think, in round one. Had some solid play. So it'd be interesting to see him back and see where he, he's at. Uh, Roxy Stryer taking Adam Witt. I think he's an underrated guy. Um, uh, I think he obviously had a poor first showing with movie guys. I think he bounced back in their in their sophomore match. So I think he played really well. He looked pretty confident, especially in that second round with confirmed with Paul. So uh, I think he's a really great pickup there uh, for anybody in this late in the draft. Coy taking Devon Stewart. Again, I think it's just more about the personalities coming together and making that kind of thing work. Kaiser taking DiMolanta. Uh, he needs a Star Wars guy, and, and Andrew is a guy who's hungry for it, and he can if he can pull off one or two wins, challenge for that title. I mean, that's a huge deal, especially for uh, Kaiser, and given the fact that he has Kevin Smets, and then he could have a prolific duo with Duraldi and Achity uh, playing in teams and hopefully maybe playing some matches and singles as well. Uh, that would be pretty good to see. And then, yeah. So Shannon Barry taking Mark Hoyck, we've talked about that. Um uh, Emma Five taking Molly Damon. I think she wants a Star Wars player. Uh just seems again, you know, this five club five um would work pretty well. And I didn't even really realize that I would that I had put uh one, two, three, there's four, four women in the five club. I really didn't even do that on purpose. Tim Franco, if that's scenario to work out you're surrounded by a lot of talent that's for sure a lot of knowledge so uh could be interesting if that type of scenario were to work out but all those picks just kind of make sense to me uh given the fact of what emma can provide to those types of players um so that's where that's coming from and then robert Meyer Burnett uh picking david moore I, the guy plays inter geekdom robert Meyer Burnett needs an inner player i uh, didn't you know he really in this mock draft, really focused on singles and teams. So, David Moore—it's not a bad pickup. I think he'll play, you know, in a match or two, and he, you know, he might get a win. Uh, he could get a win. I think he—I think he's good enough. All right, uh, that's gonna do it um, for my mock draft through the first five rounds. Again, on draft day, there will be six televised rounds of the draft. The only reason I didn't get into six—the sixth round—is because it's pretty tough to figure out. Who's going to be available? Uh, who's on that list? Who's the incoming rookies? You know, I put a couple in there um, right now, but again, it's just so hard um, to figure out the sixth round. It's going to be pretty hard too for these managers to come up with some other couple of players. I think it'll be easier than once we, once we get the list and see the names and go, oh, that person might be pretty good. We'll take a shot there. So, um, yeah. Uh, let me actually just go over the teams that I have right now, their first five picks. So let me start with Sam Levine. Uh, i got Bibiani, Brendan Meyer with Shazam, Brandon Hannum for Intergeekdom, Ken Napsok with the Star Wars, and who knows, maybe Brandon Hannum, Ken Napsok, they form a team and they play a match or two in teams. Who knows? Jay Washington, I have them have him taking Corruption. That's Kalinowski and Chance Ellison. Then he's, got, then he's taking Joseph Scrimshaw, and then David Del Rio, Roxy Stryer taking the odd couple with Snyder and Draco, then taking Liz Shannon Miller and Emily Rose Jacobson. I, that's a pretty well balanced uh team, if you ask me. Koy Jandrew taking Paul Yama, Lon Harris. If that duo can happen, I would be ecstatic to see what they could do. Uh Koi then taking Alex Damon, Warfather, and Devon Stewart. Uh and number five number five there. Um John, uh Kaiser has Smets taking the Paddington 2 at Achety and Duralde, then picking up Zipper and DiMolanta. That'd be a lot of fun. Uh, the dungeon could be very, very interesting next year. If, if they get Paddington 2, who can, I mean, be interesting dynamic, that's for sure, between all of them. Uh, Dagnino, we already know Merle, Roca, Bateman, Riley. And then his lone pick uh, that I have him taking at least right now with his first pick in the fifth round is... Jader Paramam, who won the fan match in Orlando. Shannon Barnes will be taking the Looney Bin, Tom and Video Drew. Then she'll be taking Robert Parker, Rachel Silvestrini, and Mark Hoyk. And they're going to make a really odd couple 2.0 right there. Sorry, Rachel. <laughs> Winston Marshall. He'll be taking the family, McQueenie and Andrew Guy. Then taking Adam Lavick. And then taking the Wildberries, McCuga and Dewberry. Getting all the fan love. And that's going to do wonders. Uh, for him this year. Emma 5 taking Mark Kanavik with her number one pick. Then following up with Crimson Fury, Stacey Howard, Tim Freco, Following it up with Haley Fouch which I think is a steal. And then lastly with Molly Damon right there. Robert Meyer Burnett, Paul Preston, Ethan Irwin, Janine the Machine, Whitney Seibold, and David Moore. Pretty solid right there. Uh, again, Again, this is just a mock. This is just my feelings. Maybe it, uh, it happens, maybe it doesn't. I'll be curious to see what I get right. But again, it's all dependent on that wrench being thrown into the mix that I was talking about earlier at the top. Uh, if, if Jay Washington doesn't go the predictable way of taking Time Machine and he takes Corruption, you know, because honestly, I think it's realistic that Corruption could fall to Shannon at number seven. It's realistic, but I think that's dependent upon someone not getting a little cute, throwing a wrench in the plans we will uh wait and see so all right guys uh that's going to uh do it here for me uh i want to thank you for tuning in for my very first well not very first it's okay first mock draft with the known uh manager selection so i think uh you know, I'm gonna look back at this at this chat and see just how bad you guys killed me because I'm pretty sure you did. Uh, it's always interesting to um, uh, interesting to see, you know, just what everyone thinks um, because it's a lot of fun. I mean, there's really no right or wrong answers here. We're all it's all guesswork at this point, but it's fun guesswork. So, all right. Uh, Hopefully, you guys are making it out to the draft, to the award show on January 11th. Again, go get your tickets for the Comedy Store. I think you go on their website. I think markellis.net, markellislive.net. I think you that's what they said on SEN today. So, all right. I'm Frank Janish. This has been the Cheat Sheet, and I will see y'all later.